We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. All hoops, no hot takes here. We've got a lot to get through today. A lot of things to talk about. So many things going on in the world of the NBA. And not we're not even really getting into our predictions or anything. There's just so many transactions taking place around the NBA that we need to dive into. I'm Trevor Lane, joined as always by Keith Smith. Keith, I guess I've got so much for us to get into. Let's just dive right into it. Where are we at? What is going on in the NBA calendar? And why are we being bombarded by all these different moves that are taking place right now? Yeah, so today's the day. Teams have to get in a regular season roster compliance today. I've been uh, scrambling around tracking moves and all this stuff. That's why I have a crazy cowlick going that I only just noticed. Um, so that's that's good. I haven't even had a chance to fully comb my hair since I showered, but that's all right. It's all good. It's, it's the um, Calvin and Hobbes look. It's fine. That's it. Yeah, I, I like. Hey, it, it, as long as I still have enough hair to have cowlicks, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pray and be thankful for that because it's rapidly heading in the other direction. But Back to the basketball stuff. We don't, no time for silliness today, right? We'll, we'll, we'll be silly later. Um, but anyway, today's the day to get into roster compliance. Every team has to be down to 15 players at max on standard contracts, two players at max on two-way contracts. So we we're seeing a handful of waivers happen today. The vast majority of players were waived on Saturday. The reason that is, is if you didn't waive guys by Saturday who are non-guaranteed contracts, that includes training camp contracts, those guys were going to incur a per-day um, cap and tax hit. So what happens is teams waive everybody because you have to clear waivers by cut down day. So that's why everybody did it on Saturday. The teams that are doing waivers, we're going to need a bunch of these. The ones that held them till today, they were waiving players who had fully guaranteed salaries. So there's no per day hit because they're already fully guaranteed. Now, the other big thing to watch today is there's two other deadlines to, to watch. The first one is the rookie scale extension deadline. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern. By the time the vast majority of you watch this or see that, we will have passed that. But that's why you're seeing a whole bunch of rookie scale extensions come in in the last couple of days, including a couple today. We're going to get into all of those in just a minute. The other deadline, which is at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, is the deadline, which for the love of God, NBA, just put them all at one time. Like, right. Um, sorry, that's just me being being ranting. And like, can we just decide what a, what a day is? Like, like this is just you know nonsense. But anyway, um, 
11.59 p.m. Eastern is the deadline for veteran players who are extension eligible that have two or more years left on their current contract to sign extensions. So we're seeing a handful of guys um, do extensions. Andrew Wiggins was the big one, um, although his didn't need to be done right then, but you're going to see maybe a handful of veteran extensions. I don't think we're going to see any of the two-plus-year guys ink one. Um, guys like Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, and a handful of others like that, DeMontis Sabonis, it's not lucrative enough for them to lock in now. They would not with the wait. cap going up. Exactly. And with the, not even without the cap going up, it just wouldn't even be because they can only do 120% raise. And if we remember, all Siakam signed a max deal, but Brown, Murray, Sabonis, they all signed under market deals when they signed. So they'd just be leaving money on the table. So none, none of those guys are going to do it. I'd be very surprised if we see any. Players who have one year left and they're extension eligible. So a guy, you know, um, like Andrew Wiggins would have been, or mm -hmm. a handful of others. Angelo Russell, Miles Turner, Andrew these Russell, guys, these guys yeah, that we're Miles looking Turner. at as potential exactly. free agents this coming summer. Those guys can sign extensions all the way up through June 30th, all the way until the last day of the league year. If we remember last year, we're already getting news of free agent deals and in, in agreements and stuff. And then we're hearing Gary Harris signed an extension with the Magic. Bad <laughs> Young signed one with the uh, Raptors. Torian Prince with the Timberwolves. And everyone is kind of like, wait, what is Extensions, happening? Extensions, what? Open. How are you signing an extension? Free agent negotiations are open. Free agency didn't actually open officially until uh, July 1st. So so that's where we're at right now. That's what's going on today. A um, couple more hours left for rookie scale extensions. Maybe one or two will break here while we're recording the show. If they do, uh, we'll get to play the breaking news drop. We'll have fun with that. And then everybody will yell that it's too scary and they didn't like it. Um, <laughs> breaking in on them. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes, goes with that. And I will just say one thing right now. I apologize to everyone if in advance, if my my internet cuts out. We're in the middle of a pretty good thunderstorm here. Trevor already saw before we started at a couple power flashes and the like, but, but we're, we're going to hang in there. We're going to get through it. It's okay. It's just a, we'll just make it an early Halloween themed episode. If your lights start <laughs> flickering or something it's like that. Alec is driving me nuts. It's reversed in the hair. There we go. I think I got it padded down. <laughs> All right, let's go. Who do we want to start with my friend? Uh, before we even get into the extensions, let me just mention that uh, we do have our NBA front office clips channel. I'll put the link in the description down below here on YouTube. I'll also drop it in the show notes for the podcast version. Make sure you guys go check that out. We are trying to get that ramped up and rolling. If you haven't done so, do us a favor. Go subscribe to the NBA front office clips channel, which is where we're going to have some more of our short form content. So again, check that link in the description down below. But I'll throw one, in two things. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, go ahead. Last episode, we did our, if you missed it, go back and listen. We did our season predictions for the standings and the uh, playoffs and which teams would make the playoffs, which teams would be in the play. -in. Lakers fans are mad at me. <laughs> I saw the comments, <laughs> my friend. They are not happy. Um, and then there is, uh, then we did, yeah, we did our finals uh, predictions and, and all that. So we had a lot of fun with that. Um, tomorrow, if we have time, there's just been this deluge of news. We'll do our individual award predictions and the like for like MVP and that kind of stuff. Um, but the second thing I want to say, why well, I said tomorrow we're back near daily shows Monday through Friday. That's right. You know, if, if we really need a day off, we'll take a day off if we need to, I'll be fully honest. First couple weeks of the season, I have a ton of family in town, so it's going to be a little bit messy to, to hit or hit or miss uh, for us, but, but we're going to have a good time where we're super excited. The season starts tomorrow night. Yeah, and I we missed an episode this past week on Friday. We had intended to get one in, and then we weren't able to. We said we would make it up on Saturday and do one over the weekend, 
and then I wound up on sick kid duty all, all weekend long. Life yeah, happens. so, but we, yeah, we'll uh, we find should a way, five days Jurassic week. Park taught us, though. That's right. That's, That's right. <laughs> all right, let's all do right, it. Let's, let's get into what I think is the most interesting of the extensions. Not the biggest name, but the most interesting, and that's Kevin Porter Jr.'s extension. Keith, when I, when I see this, I see a four-year deal that only has one year guaranteed, and that starts at $15 million and change guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think... I, I think of the NFL. I mean, th- this feels like an NFL style contract here. And I think this is a fantastic move for for the Houston Rockets to limit the risk while still exposing themselves to the upside that Kevin Porter Jr. can bring. So, I mean, I, I think this is really interesting. I wasn't expecting to see an NBA contract that looks like this. I'm sure mm-hmm. agents around the league aren't thrilled about this. But from the team perspective, <laughs> this is sure. fantastic. Yeah, no, this is definitely kind kind of a, an interesting one. We have seen deals like this with Joel Embiid, with uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac, where but theirs were with non guarantees based on availability due to yeah. injuries. Right. Um, that that was a completely different kind of protection. The closest thing to this deal that I can remember is Josh Hart's deal um, when he signed resigned with the Pelicans. He signed a three year deal where the first year was fully guaranteed the second year was not and then the last year it's weird it's a player option but then it turns non-guaranteed if Hart opts in so it's like a major league baseball uh, mutual option there but this one is a little bit different from that even because what they did here um, both the Rockets and Kevin Porter in his camp agreed all right we want to lock in for a contract for four years up to 82.5 million. That's another thing that I think is super important um, there because that is um, up to. So that means there's some incentives in that deal as well. But it's also not only are there incentives, there are, like you mentioned, there's partial and non-guarantees. So his first year is going to be about, sounds like 15.86 million. Um, then the next year's, Sound like they're either fully non-guaranteed, maybe it's a partial in year two, and then fully or non-guaranteed after that. The reason for this is wildly talented player, a very, very good, good player. It probably is breakout season last year uh, in a full year with the Rockets, averaged something like 16 points, four rebounds, and six assists. Uh, I might be slightly off, but I'm, I think I'm pretty close. But he had a lot of problems in Cleveland. He dropped in the draft because of attitude-related issues. And then in a game in Houston last year, he was he and Christian Wood were yelled at by the coaches at halftime, refused to go and refused to play in the second half and left the arena. So obviously the Rockets here are dangling a little bit of a carrot for, hey, let's be on your best behavior here uh, the rest of the way. Kevin Porter Jr., if you are – we're happy to give you $82 million you know, over the next four years. If you're not, we're going to get out of this deal. We're both going to go our separate ways. The important thing to note, just like with Embiid's deal, which he's now passed, uh, and just like Isaac's deal, the only way they get out of that money is if they waive him. They cannot reduce his money. They cannot say, all right, we're going to pay you, you know, less or anything like that. It's only if they waive him. And oh, then man. some other team may say, We'll take on the contract and see if we 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 can get him to, to the right space. But what we're hoping for, he's in the right frame of mind. He's got the right attitude, and he earns all that money all the way through. Yeah, I think this is really interesting, too, because this isn't a typical contract. I mean, you mentioned Joel Embiid. That was an injury situation. Same thing with Jonathan Isaac. These are injury situations when you have these non-guaranteed years that are added on to contracts. 
again, I look at this as kind of an NFL style contract where a player might have a four-year deal, three-year deal, whatever, but only a certain portion of it is actually guaranteed money. So this is similar in that way, but it's a good gamble on the Rockets part. And so yep. I like I like that. I like that they are uh, getting themselves some of the upside here while still mitigating their risk. But I also want to ask this. What are the rules as far as trading this contract? Because when I look at a deal like this, I think, you know what? You could really do something in a future move with that many non-guaranteed years. So what, what would that look like? Yeah, so right now he'll be poison pill, restricted, just like everybody is who inks one of these rookie scales. So what that means is they take his current salary plus all the years of the extension. So that includes the, uh, the even the non-guaranteed years. And then the average salary is what he counts for going out. But then he counts for his full money coming in on the other team. It's basically designed to, all right, if you want to trade a guy after you sign an extension, but that extension hasn't kicked in, you need to, you, you better be able to make it work. You, you better, we're going to really imbalance this and make a mess of it um, and go from there. So that's the the challenge with trading him. Now, once we get into the extension, what will happen is he will only count in a given year for the guaranteed amount on his contract. But it sounds like the guarantees trigger early. Um, my guess is they're probably late June guarantees. Um, so what it's basically going to do is you make it through year one, before free agency even starts, we have to guarantee and pick up year two. And that's probably how this, this contract is written. We haven't seen the full details yet. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that would be my guess. So I think what we're going to see with this one is um, it, it'd be a little tricky if he's still sitting on non-guaranteed money because he'd essentially count for zero yeah. in a trade. But as long as they they pick up those years, he would he would count for his full amount then. But it does make it a little tricky. Yeah, it can be a little complicated. But I mean, you could like you pick up one year and you move him, and then he you just treat him as an expiring contract yep. after that year. Absolutely. If you got a team that just you know, so you could in an in an essence you could turn him into very quickly just hey, here's an expiring contract we can trade. If, if things fall apart, you could trade yep. him as an expiring deal. So Yeah, that's um, something like like Eric Gordon this year, right? He's on the books for full money, but then his uh, next season is uh, fully non-guaranteed. So it's, it's I call those pseudo-expirings because they're yeah. not really, but they, they might as well be. Why those sometimes those non-guaranteed years too are more important on an expiring? Remember, if a guy has a team option, and we hear all the time, nothing drives me more crazy, when reporters use team option and non-guarantee as, as if they're interchangeable because they're really not. But player is a team option on his last year. Can't be traded because he's a pending free agent. Right. He's non-guaranteed. You can trade him because he does have a contract for the next season. It's just non-guaranteed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So in any event, I think this is a pretty creative contract. And again, like I said, I'd imagine agents around the NBA aren't thrilled. Yeah, I don't about think this so deal this isn't yeah. something that that's good for players but again for teams i think this kind of a deal is very very interesting and can uh, can save you from potentially spending a lot of money on players who aren't going to produce uh yep. speaking of spend spending a lot of money not that these guys don't produce they absolutely do but spending a lot of money come on down golden state warriors andrew Ooh. wiggins and jordan pool maybe i should have flipped those names based on how much they got 140 million Jordan Poole and 109 million. Now, Keith, I, I didn't look into it. Those were the initial figures that were released. Usually we know that's agent speak and it includes any kind of incentives or anything like that to inflate that number as much as possible. Is that a true 140 million and 109 million, or are those kind of pumped up with incentives and things? 
Yeah, Wiggins is the easy one. His is a true number. There's no incentives okay. in his deal. No options. And uh, I'm sorry, there is a player option in Wiggins' deals. Last year is a player option, which, by the way, because people are like, yeah, he's going to be 30-something. He'll be 32 at the end of that deal. So he should still, as long as he plays as well as he did this year, he should still be able to get another nice contract. Um, but his is real. Pools, eh, kind of, sort of, real. Um, he starts out with, with his, let, let me pull it up just so I can uh, make sure we say the right things here. He's got a good chunk of um, uh, unlikely incentives in his contract. Um, they're, they're, Anthony Slater of The Athletic did a wonderful job breaking these down. And it's things like Defensive Player of the Year and MVP and all that stuff. So $123 million is is his, his base salary over four years he can earn up to 140 million um with if he climbs all the way up there he's gonna really probably realistically land somewhere in let's call it the 128 129 range is where where he'll be over a four-year contract if you want to round it call it 130 and call it good but the full 140 highly unlikely that that's where he'll go either way it's a solid chunk of change yeah. for, for a yeah. guy who, what, what was he? I want to say he was like the 28th pick in the draft or, or yep. something like that. Um, so that's, you know, obviously great, great, great value for, for Jordan Poole. Now, I, now hold on. I like to think NBA front office show planning our stake, planning our flag in Jordan Poole. That's early, last year. He was our guy. Gave him the motivation to go out and earn this big contract. That's I, correct. I, I, he I said like he think. was going to be most improved player mm-hmm. last, last summer. That was what we called. Didn't wind up happening, but I think he's probably okay with not winning that award. Now that he's got this contract. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, now, now I think we're we're full on in the Jordan Poole is here uh, realm, and that's a little harder, but we <clears> I'd like to think end. we were, we had a, we had a, we had a, we had a part of getting him paid. That's right. So Jordan right. Poole, hit us up, you, you, you can find us here and, you know, reach out, we're, we're, you know, what, what a Whoa. couple, a uh, couple, a uh, Olive Garden gift cards, that, that'd work for me. I, I was going to say, we'll take our 10% commission and, okay. uh, and we'll You're be on our way. Needy. Yeah, well, they, all right. You you probably you're a better negotiator than me. You started high. I started extreme ball at bottom, but I was willing can, to can go down. Imagine, to, I was willing to go down to a Dairy Queen. <laughs> you were going to negotiate down from Olive Garden was your ceiling, and we were going to negotiate down to Dairy I mean, Queen. I'm a simple man. I have simple taste. <laughs> I like breadsticks. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
What does this mean for the Warriors, for their tax bill? I've seen numbers that are projecting them at close to half a billion dollars yep. when you add up their uh, their luxury tax and their their payroll here. Is th- How are teams going to react to this around the league? We'll get to Draymond in a minute, but yep. how are teams going to react to this? Because we already heard teams that were grumbling over the Lakers, or Lakers, over the Warriors paying so much money and then being the team to win a championship this past year. They're worrying about the precedent being set that the team that pays the most wins. Yeah, that's certainly not going to go great for some of those teams are going to be upset. I I do think we're going to see, I don't think it's going to end up being quite as extreme as what it seems like it may be. I think we are going to get in this next round of CBA negotiations, a tax break for players you drafted. Um, I wrote this for spot track last year in July when there was a lot of, you know, they bought the title. It's a checkbook title, all those things. They drafted eight players on that team. The highest drafted player on that team did not play for them. James Wiseman. They got nothing out of him last year. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, all drafted. They didn't, any of the free agents they had last season when they won, all minimum contract free agents available to any team for that amount. The reality is they've drafted and developed better than the vast majority of teams, and they've figured it out. Now, do they have inherent advantages? Sure. The Bay Area is one of the bigger markets out there. It's, you know, they, they can charge a million dollars per seat for tickets because people there can pay it. Um, but I think what you're going to see is the Warriors may kind of lead the charge on this, but think about it. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, and you're a tax team now too, and you're a mid-market team, wouldn't you like to have a break on, hey, not all Giannis's full $50 million contract, soon to be 60 in his next extension, counts towards the tax, right? Like, well, wouldn't you like to say only half or or equal to the max salary or something, mm-hmm. you yep. know, only is what we get taxed at? And this is why I think this is one where right now you might have the Milwaukee's, the Orlando's, the Memphis, the OKC's the you know those teams of the world yelling and screaming that you know the Warriors have an unfair advantage but down the line you know Memphis just signed they signed everybody basically they're going to be a very expensive team they would love to be able to say all right you know when we're in year 10 of John Morant we'd love for his salary not to fully count towards the tax now I think they have to fully count towards the cap because otherwise you'd get unfair advantages in signing players Sure. Um, but I think towards the tax, that's a way to bring it down. But to your point, yeah, they're encroaching on a half a billion dollars for salary plus taxes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well done, <laughs> Dr. Evil. Um, they are, it, it is crazy to me that that's the numbers we're talking about. Now that's if Draymond opts in next year, we'll see where that goes, but we'll see. Now, as far as the two players, I think it's fair value for both guys. Jordan Poole, I like him a little bit better than Tyler Hero. He got a little bit more money than Tyler Hero, so I'm fine with it. I think he's a very important bridge piece for the Warriors. He's the young Absolutely. guard um, there to to you know he's kind of the young guy in between Curry Thompson and Green and Wiseman, Moody and Kaminga. Um, Wiggins also he's slightly older than Poole, but again an important bridge guy to get them there. Wiggins, if Curry didn't win MVP, Wiggins was probably the MVP um, of the uh, the the um, finals the finals because he was that good. So he has been, you know, terrific for them. And he took a massive pay cut from where his uh, salary um, was. He, he came way down. He's going to make, you know, about 27 million uh, average annual value when he was up around 30. So 
you know, that's that's it, right? He wants to stay there. He's found his home. He's happy there. And now, too, Andrew Wiggins doesn't get asked every game, every time they're in a new city, every couple of months. You, you know, want to come about, to this team? Yeah. Free agency? Exactly. What about free agency? And I think the Warriors read it right. They knew with both of these guys, there's going to be more teams with cap space than they're going to be free agents suspended on. And I think the Warriors really – you know, kind of nailed it and said, yeah, we can't do this. We, we have to, you know, kind of go, you know, we, we've got to just get, get our guys um, locked up now versus having to get into a bidding war for them later. What, what amazes me is that the Warriors will now be spending in one season, roughly the same amount as in player salaries as they spent to purchase the franchise about 12 years. Yeah. Wild, that's, that's right? Insane. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's just nuts, you know, and, and think about it too, right? What would, because the other thing that always factors into these things is what would the Warriors sell for if they want to oh, sell yeah. the team today? You know, they, they might fetch the biggest price in the entire league, non-Lakers, non-Knicks division. Um, they, they, they probably, you know, would get, my guess is three or four billion at least, maybe oh, easy, even five. Easy, maybe you more. Know, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's just, you know, also gives you a sense. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking three, four million for the Suns, the Warriors are yeah. going to go well, yeah, well beyond that. So. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean, we're talking three minimum for an expansion team potentially. So, yeah. yeah. yeah so this sure. is, again, I think this is a smart move by the Warriors. I have no problem with them saying, hey, you know what? These these punitive taxes are in place and they're trying to get us to break up our team and all of that kind of stuff. We're not going to do it because we drafted our talent. I think you've got a point. You shouldn't be punished for drafting well. And the Warriors have drafted very, very well. Fortunately, they've got an ownership group that is willing to to pay this amount. Because if you didn't, like, let's say this was Memphis that had drafted all of these guys, they would be put in a spot where they'd have to watch some of this talent yep. that they drafted walk away. Yep. And that's that. I don't think that's a positive thing for the league either. Yep. Uh, last thing before we move on, though, what does this mean for, for Draymond? I mean, the memes were flowing when this happened because sure. everyone knows Draymond wants an extension. He wants a four-year max, and I know his max is a little different and everything, but is is that the spot where the Warriors finally say enough? Is that what this is or, or what happens with him now? Yeah, I think all things combined, his play starting to slip a little bit. His injuries now are no longer week-long injuries. They're turning into month-long injuries. Um, the incident, obviously, where he punched Jordan Poole and the fact that he's been kind of clamoring that he wants a ton of money, I think it's all adding up to play this year and we'll readdress at the in next off season. If you want to pick up your option, fine. We'll figure it out. If you don't, we'll figure it out when you're a free agent and pick up your option. Then maybe we'll add two, three, four years onto that uh, extension wise from there. Uh, his number is going to have to come down from the 27 million he'd make next season. Um, just because they're not going to do that. The challenge is right now, if, if he wanted to do an extension, right, he's got to the end of the day because he's got two more, two or more years left. Or he could do one through June 30th if he declined, right. but he won't because then the first year of the extension has to start at the declined player option amount. So really, it's you might as well just let it play out and figure it out uh, in the offseason. So my guess is this is a let's see if you can regain our trust, our faith. You play a little bit better this year. Then we'll reapproach and figure it out from there. But until then, right now, this is just going to kind of sit sit out there I, there's no extension coming for him at the moment so his player option is off the top of my head it's about 27 ish yeah, 27 and a half yeah. okay so so that would mean if he said no and he declines then he hits he would be hitting free agency if he wanted to then do an extension before say june 15th he decides he wants to do an extension his extension automatically starts at that number and then you're basing his raises right. off of that 
Yeah, or his declines. Okay. And it's just, I think, for the Warriors, where they are and where he's at as a player, it's just too high. Yeah. You know, 27 and a half is just too high. So so we'll 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 see. You know, let this let this one play out a little bit and then then we'll go back to it. All right. Next extension we need to get to Nasir Little uh comes to an agreement with the Portland Trailblazers four year twenty-eight million dollar deal. Keith, I haven't seen is this all guaranteed? What is this? What does this one look like? And what do you think about this deal? First of all, I love your banner because it's Nessier little extension, and it's like a little extension, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's twenty eight million over over four years, seven million dollars a year. That's roughly taxpayer mid level money, um, mm-hmm. you know, for for little. I, I would assume it's all guaranteed. I, yeah. I've got to believe, you know, for that little little money. Um, little, I, money. I'm a little com- Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bam. We're 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 punny guys here. Um, I got to believe that's going to be a deal he'll outplay. Um, yeah. I like Nessier Little quite a bit. I think he was showing some stuff. I, I get it. He's not fully formed. He hasn't been fully proven yet. He's not a guy that I think the Trailblazers feel like, all right, this guy's a rotation lock or anything. Um, but I, I think he's pretty good. And for $7 million a year, I think this is going to be great value for Portland. That's a roster that's kind of gotten expensive over the last few years mm-hmm. with Lillard extensions and then re-signing Simons and Nurkic and the Jeremy Grant, if he fits and they give him a new contract. So having little on a bargain contract at 7 million uh, average annual value, that's really solid stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's those little things that, that definitely add up. Um, and if you, if you miss out on them, it can be the little things that kill too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm yeah, going yeah. way overboard with yeah, we're, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Well, well, sorry, folks. Have a little patience with us. <laughs> All right. I need to move on to the next one before we lose ourselves here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Brandon Clark comes to an extension with the Memphis Grizzlies. They're going to need him with Jaron Jackson Jr. out to start mm-hmm. the season. Uh, four years, $52 million, I believe. Yeah, four-year, $52 million contract. Uh, this is a solid deal for, uh, for Clark. I do like the size of this contract too, because this is, this is one of those contracts that becomes super easy to put into a bigger deal down yeah. the road. Not saying they, they signed this with the intention of ever moving him, but these are the kinds of contracts that you see teams stacking up in order to get to a bigger deal at some point, if that opportunity comes up. So I like it in terms of the future flexibility for the Memphis Grizzlies, particularly with the rising salary cap. And also in terms of uh, filling a need. They definitely need what he can provide out there on the floor. Good that he feels, you know, bought in with the team and committed and that he's going to get uh, get paid for what he's produced so far. Yeah, without a doubt. We spent a lot of time talking about the Warriors and, and how they've drafted, developed, and then signed to their own. Well, the Grizzlies, similar path here, right? They, they re-signed Jaron Jackson. They, they re-signed John Moran, now re-signing Brandon Clark. Uh, they did some smaller extensions with guys like Steven Adams and John Conchar. Uh, they, they, they really value their own guys that they've drafted and developed. Desmond Bain will be next. Um, he's going to have a big payday coming next year. Uh, so, yeah, it, Clark at 12 and a half million a year. Great, great value. It's a, you know, there's 500,000 a year that is uh, unlikely to be earned incentives. That's why it's really a 50 million instead of 52, but whatever with that, I mean, that's not enough to really matter, but yeah, 12 and a half million a year for Brendan Clark is really, really solid value. I can confirm too. It's 12.5 flat. Every year, nice. 12.5. Um, so th- that makes it super simple on that side. And you're absolutely right. That's a contract you can you can put in very easily in trades if they 
you know, decide, all right, we need a wing or we need a center or whatever it is they need around John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain. I think that's your core three guys. You, you did, that's where, you know, contracts like Clark's uh, fit in quite well. And again, this will be uh, non-taxpayer mid-level money uh, by the end of this deal because the non-taxpayer mid-level is going to be over $11 million next year. So it's going to climb up into that 12, 12 and a half range very quickly here over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, again, we always have to put, put it within that frame of reference that the cap, it is rising. Um, no contract extension, however, for Cam Reddish. Do the Knicks even like Cam Reddish at this at this point? Like you have to wonder. They they gave up stuff in order to get him from the Hawks. Didn't give him a ton of minutes. Will not be coming to terms on a contract extension for him. I do wonder if they wind up moving him at some point here. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, it is certainly quite quite possible. Um, you know, it it's it, it was one of those things where it felt like they got him for not very much. Yeah. Uh, when they traded for Cam Reddish, and then that turned into, all right, is Cam Reddish going to play? Like, what happened? Um, I don't know. It it can be hard to crack a Tibbs rotation if you're not one of his guys and he doesn't trust you. They also have at the spots he plays the two and the three. Got R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, uh, Quentin Grimes. Emmanuel quickly plays off ball uh, quite a bit when, when the roster's fully healthy. We know Tibbs is not playing 11 or 12 guys. He's kind of playing his 8, 9, 10 guys at most that he's going to run with in his rotation and go with that. So difficult rotation to crack. So that doesn't surprise me at all that um, uh, Reddish didn't play. Also doesn't surprise me, right, because for the Knicks to sign him, it doesn't have to be such a team-friendly number for them. And it doesn't make sense if you're Cam Reddish. Wait it out. And yeah, he's he, very easily, I could see him being a piece, right? Couldn't you see the Knicks? Let, let's say they're, you know, battling to get to the sixth spot in the East. Could very easily see New York saying, all right, Cam Reddish, Evan Fournier, there's 20 plus million in matching salary. Let's go get something. Yeah. Um, you know, make something happen here. Um, Trade wise, I, I think, you know, they, they've built that roster to have all sorts of flexibility as far as trades goes. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm guessing we're seeing the last handful of months of Cam Reddish in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the way it went. Hey, since we're on it, um, this is going to give away. We had to do a little break in the middle of the show. Um, sorry, Trevor. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up your your fancy no editing here. But I think it's fair just to be be there. 
No extensions for Cam Johnson, Grant Williams, PJ Washington, Matisse Thibel, um, a handful of those those guys that were were on that list that they were kind of keeping on. They, they did not reach extension agreements before the 6 p.m. deadline here on Monday. So so those guys are all uh, going to be playing it out uh, the rest of the year. A couple other names: Darius Baisley, Rui Hachimura, Jackson Hayes, DeAndre Hunter. That's kind of a big one uh, for Atlanta. Um, and then Kobe White, you know, was not expected to, but you know, a lot of those guys headed into likely restricted free agency next summer. What are the Suns doing? Like, really? I, I mean, know. hey, Jay Crowder, you're not good enough anymore to be our starter because Cam Johnson is our guy. This is the guy that we want to give the starting minutes to. This is the guy that's going to be our closer. But oh no, but we don't want to give you an extension, Cam Johnson. No, we, yeah, let's super, not do that. Super weird, right? Because normally we'd be like, this is just the Suns being cheap, but they extended Devin Booker early. Yeah. Um, they, they did extend Mikhail Bridges a couple years ago, Deandre Ayton, they played games, but they did match the, the deal. My guess is they just probably wanted him on a number. He's like, I can do more than that. So, you know, here's hoping Cam Johnson goes out, plays great has a you know huge season. And the, the sun's end up paying a little bit more for him because I kind of like Cam Johnson. And we talked in a previous show, neither one of us was super high. Right. But when you get drafted, both of us were kind of like, I don't know about that. Remember remember all the talk of you traded up to right. Didn't they trade up or they traded back? Whatever it was, you traded and you should have just taken Jared Culver. Right. Yeah. I I remember I clearly said that. And that shows, you know, what an idiot I am. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't fully understand the whole deal because what's going to happen this summer, what's going to be really super messy for these teams is there are more teams that are going to have cap space than there are teams that are going to have, then there's going to be players suspended on. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is that tends to be when restricted markets get super like heavy because guys will go in and they'll say, all right, Hey, we're going to either be sitting on 25 million a year sitting here in unused cap space, or we can throw it at cam Johnson. You got to overpay to get restricted guys. So we'll see for guys like Johnson, Grant Williams, does that come into effect and make things a little bit messier for them? You hear that, Lakers? It is not going to be a buyer's market this summer. No reason to hoard that cap space. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, is, um, it is definitely true. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for sure. Yep. Um, D'Angelo Russell, also no extension, but he's on the final year of his deal, which means he could, in theory, sign an extension all the way up until June 30th. Yep. But as of this moment, it doesn't sound like something the Wolves are looking to do. Yeah, I think with, with Minnesota, you're you, you have to start looking at your cap sheet. Uh, long term now you've got towns locked up you've got gobert for the next few years you know next summer anthony edwards is landing what i've got to imagine will be a max um extension for him um and then you know you got to start saying all right what what number can we get d'angelo russell at he's in the final year of that four-year deal if we go all the way back he signed and that with the nets is part of the sign and trade to the warriors for kd then he ended up in Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins, $31.4 million this year. Is he going to take how, – how big of a haircut would he be willing to take that it makes sense for Minnesota? If you're willing to drop down to $20 million, I think probably an extension gets done. I think that's probably a fair number for D'Angelo Williams as a starting point guard. I got to wonder, too, if you're the Wolves, are they looking at it a little bit of – we just need a little bit more of a consistent off-ball guy who can defend ones um, at mm-hmm. that spot because you're going to be running a ton of offense through towns like they already do. And obviously Edwards is going to turn into my, you know, if he's not already, he's their primary on-ball creator, uh, you know, really rapidly 
gaining into that role. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they put together that, that spot. When you've got that high usage too, you start to look at the Patrick Beverly types, right? Mm-hmm. That they're going to defend. They're going to knock down threes that can play the one. Um, three and D, I think we even talked about this with Patrick Beverly. Yep. It's so commonly thought of as the Danny Green, Kentavious Caldwell Pope type player. But three and D ones are a very real thing too. It is. And, and, you know, Patrick Beverly is, you know, arguably been one of the best ones of those really since, you know, I don't know, at least the last, you know, half decade, if not more, uh, since playing alongside James Harden. And if you are the Wolves and you think that, in terms of your roster build, a three and D one is going to be the best way to go for the future. That's a different pay grade than a D'Angelo Russell player. You're not going to pay as much for mm-hmm. a guy to be an off ball player that occasionally sh- shoots a three yep. and just defends it at a high level. I'm not saying those guys aren't valuable. They absolutely are, but it's a different pay grade than a D'Angelo Russell. So um, makes sense why they would be at this spot. Uh, the Pelicans. Hey, can I, I go back? One, one thing. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Just to, close out on those rookie scale extensions uh 10 players reached rookie scale wow. extensions um five from the lottery zion williamson john morant rj barrett darius garland tyler hero and then five non-lottery picks brandon clark nasir little jordan pool um and uh uh gosh um yeah kevin porter jr yeah. so um so yeah so we're we're in uh you know pr- pr- pretty good spot there for for those guys Right, and then the Pelicans did give a two-way contract, a two-year two-way contract to EJ Liddell. Now, I said before we went on the show here that you don't normally hear about two-year two-way deals. Typically, those are one-year deals. So what's going on here? Yeah, so EJ Liddell tore his ACL at Summer League in Las Vegas in the Pelicans' second game. Um, he's somebody that the Pelicans were were pretty high on. I think he he their roster was pretty pretty um. Uh, well filled out already but he had a chance to maybe make the regular season roster but he was at least going to be on a traditional two-way what this does though is this locks him in and now if the pelicans open up a spot and they feel good about him they can always convert him um you can always convert these to standard deals down the line or the pelicans and the player can agree on hey let's uh, use some of the taxpayer mid-level or the non-taxpayer that they're sitting on right now let's use some of that to give you a three or four year contract. If his rehab's going really well with this, he's expected to miss the entire season. And so it's basically, Hey, rehab on us at the facility, be around the team for the entire year on this two way deal. And then next year, you've already got something and you've made some guaranteed money on this two way. You've got something next year. Then we can figure that out and sort through it as you work through your rehab. So it, it's kind of good work. We've seen this happen a couple times with injured players do this. We've also seen it's the guys who are considered to be a bit more project players uh, that tend to do do the uh, two-year two-ways. Um, you know, there's a couple of those out there floating around this year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, I mean, I think this is a, a solid gesture by the Pelicans that could pay off in terms of a player that can produce for them. Uh, we also saw a guy that that you believed someone should have claimed off of waivers, Teo Maladon, uh, winds up getting a two-way contract with the Hornets. Uh, things have not been great for the Hornets this no. summer. Um, we had more stuff come out today. Yeah, uh, James Book Knight. Yeah, that yeah. not not great, obviously, for what's going on with, with the yeah. Hornets right now. But this is a solid acquisition for them. Yeah, this is a team, right? I think we tend to see... They've got LaMelo Ball. They've got Terry Rozier. So we think they have a really super um, deep backcourt, and they kind of don't. Um, 
you know, they, they, because book night hasn't really developed into what they hoped for. Um, remember Ish Smith's no longer there. He's traded to the wizards then subsequently dealt to the nuggets uh, later. Dennis Smith jr. Did make their, their team out of camp. Um, he's one of those uh, non-guaranteed guys that, that made it into from a training camp deal to a full deal, but why not take, take a flyer mallet on if it works out great. You've got them. If it doesn't, you know, it didn't cost you anything because it was just a two-way deal, a little bit of cash, but you know, no, no big deal for the Hornets. So I, I like the Hornets uh, taking the shot on Tail Maladon, see if you know if it works out. Yeah, good opportunity for them them here. Uh, this is something we have been projecting uh, for a while mm-hmm. here. Derek Favors was was eventually waived by the Rockets, and then uh, OKC also waived the vet. So, but long story short. Everyone in that eight-player trade got waived. So I, it's just crazy. It's like unbelievable. And fully getting that, you know, we we broke down why they did that trade right. and why that trade was done. But eight-player trade, none of them made it even through training camp. Like just, you know, kind of, kind of funny there. It's, uh, you know, that they're they're all uh, off. So some of them already found new homes, but a couple others what we'll be looking at. No one's going to claim Derek Waivers, uh, Derek Favors, Derek Waivers, Derek Favors off well, waivers. He is on waivers. You know, yeah. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Um, he is, no one's going to claim him. Just the numbers a little bit too big. He will catch on with somebody. One of these teams that needs a big, yeah. I, I kind of wonder if Boston hadn't signed Blake Griffin, if they would have picked him up and said, Hey, come on in here and be our, our guy. But we'll, we'll see. He did look great with OKC last year, but it was such a messy situation. And if, if you're basically saying, Hey, can you give us 15 minutes a night off the bench at yeah. the five? All right, let, let's go. So, you know, maybe, maybe Brooklyn too. They 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 need a big. They've got an open roster spot, so uh, they could be a team team that, or they could open a roster spot. I should say, um, that could could uh, get him too. Yeah, uh, we also saw Kemba Walker finally get waived by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, is he? You like you'd have to imagine he lands somewhere, but we've yet to hear a team really concrete concretely interested in him. I don't know where he ultimately winds up. Maybe back in Charlotte. Yeah, that would me. We'll see. I kind of wonder if now they got Mallet on and they, yeah, right. Got, uh, you know, the other guys, if they, they just say, nah, forget it, we're just gonna roll with what we got. Um, but I mean, maybe we, we could see that be where it goes. He was, it was very funny. He was, uh, while the Pistons were playing, he was at a Celtics Hornets preseason game in Charlotte. He still lives in the Charlotte area. Um, and he, he was sitting courtside, so I think, um, that was just kind of funny, but he interviewed with, with uh, NBC Sports Boston, and he said I, he feels really good, and he feels like he could still help a team, but he's going to be pretty picky. Um, he wants to pick his next spot. I think his goal is he wants to be somewhere he can play, right? He, he doesn't want to just be um, on on a team just to, to grab a contract. So so that's that's something to keep in mind, too, for Kemba. Um, but, yeah, I would I would think he'll get a shot at some point. Somewhere. Yeah, uh, he'll get picked up at some point. The question is when and where. Uh, we did have, there were a list of, of two-way conversions I know that you wanted to go over on uh, on this one. Yep. I don't have that list in front of me, but you do. I got it right here, my friend. Um, so the probably the most interesting one of these guys, well, there's two, but one I think is a little bit more. Michael Foster, he really played great for the G League Ignite last year. Um, really was looked like something um you know 15 points i think it was almost nine rebounds almost a block per game he's, he's a he's a four maybe could play a little bit of the five um you know in some kind of lineups philly converted him from a training camp deal into a uh a two-way contract um i like that move for philly right just kind of you know turn the back of your roster and see see if some 
putting pops out the kind of what happened with Paul Reed. Paul Reed, by the way, had his contract early guaranteed. They did not have to guarantee it till January 10th, but they guaranteed it early. Darius stays with the Houston Rockets. Um, he was claimed after Miami waived him. Houston converted him to their second two-way contract. Another one I think makes a lot of sense for the Rockets. Go get a guy, you know, who can do some stuff. He was Tari Eason, one of their first round picks. They were teammates at LSU last year. Um, Days is pretty good athlete. He can shoot too as well. So, so we'll see what comes with him. Uh, Washington converted Jordan Goodwin into a two way. He's a he's a pretty tough guard. Um, play plays really really hard. Um, He's a guy who had been with the Wizards on a couple COVID-related um, uh, call-ups last year, so we'll see you know, what, what comes of that one. And then uh, uh, McKinley Wright, the fourth, was uh, converted by the Dallas Mavericks to a two-way. Their other guy, uh, Tyler Dorsey, I fans probably remember him because he was with the uh, Grizzlies for a little while. Um, but uh, McKinley Wright, the fourth, got the other two-way in Dallas. And speaking of the Mavs, so we don't have it on our um, – we, we don't have it on our, our show rundown. Oh. Uh, Mark Stein's been all over this one. Awesome. They are officially signing Facundo Campazzo. So so we'll we'll see where that goes with, with them. That's kind of their uh, you know, as I jokingly said the other day, that's their their um, you know, uh, mandatory small guard on the uh the, the Mavericks roster. They're, they're JJ Barea. Yep. <laughs> um OKC picked up uh, Isaiah Joe on a, a three year deal. I'm assuming part of that's non guaranteed, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yep, first year fully guaranteed at the minimum for him about 1.8 million. Next two years also at the minimum. Uh, they are both non-guaranteed. Final years also a team option uh, for Isaiah Joe. So uh, for OKC, they need shooting. Um, that roster is pretty short on shooters. Um, they've got all sorts of athletes. They've got some good scores. They've got a lot of different stuff. What they don't have is a lot of shooting. So uh, take a shot on Isaiah Joe. See if it works out. If it doesn't, you wave him. You move on. You, you move on to the next guy. Um, they're, they're still trying to figure things out. But he'll get a shot there. Uh, probably more of a shot than the one he got in Philly. Didn't get to play very much. But he's another guy I think you know, San Antonio maybe should have looked into maybe picking up there. But they, they decided to stick with the guys they have. They, they waived uh, Joe Wieskamp. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to eat about $2 million guaranteed. Uh, kept both key debates. Look at you. Um, <laughs> we, we spelled his name a little wrong, but that's okay. I, I did. Oh, I'm. It's all good. Um, but he is, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to fix it or just pull it away? I'm uh, just going to, because I know this is a quick yeah, word. By is. the time I fix it, we're going to be moving yeah. on. <laughs> Perfect. Um, they kept Keita Bates, Diop, and they kept uh, Romeo Langford. Those are the other two guys that were kind of in the mix. Um, so I. I kind of look at it. I would have taken maybe somebody who could pop a little bit more, take a shot on Isaiah Joe, maybe claim Charles Bassey. Maladon, I thought, would have made a lot of sense there. But Pop and R.C. Buford know infinitely more about building a basketball team than I do, so I'm not going to question them too much. At this point, we can't question what the Spurs are up to, especially when Pop is coming right out and giving you betting advice and telling you, <laughs> yeah. telling you, yeah, don't pick us. this team. So, right. you know, you know if they're going to be that kind of truthful with us, we'll, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, last couple of things here. My Lakers uh, did not wave Matt Ryan. Instead, he stuck with the team. He will get their 15th roster spot for the time being, non-guaranteed. Yeah deal which means he could be waived a week from now a few months from now whatever uh but matt ryan does make the lakers roster they certainly need the shooting and that was what the lakers were were hoping to get from him uh he did have a game against the golden state warriors in preseason where he knocked in six threes after that game darvin ham said he may have just earned himself a job and it looks like he indeed did 
Yeah, I love stuff like this. I mean, we got to know him a little bit because he was the Celtics last year. Super cool story. If you haven't read it, um, uh, there, there's a couple of different places you can read his story. Um, I think Lakers reporters have picked up on it now. I know yes, Celtics the LA Times did. last year. He worked in a cemetery <laughs> when he was trying to find his way in professional basketball during the uh, uh, pandemic times and all that. He and, uh, the, I believe that the, one of the quotes from the guy who worked at the cemetery was, we liked him because he was tall enough to trim the high branches without having to pull out the ladder. <laughs> He's 6'7". Um, yeah, he, he was uh, always, always uh, and then he talked about how like he would go and do that during the day and then go find a gym to get his work in at night. A lot of high school gyms and YMCA's and open runs and things like that. Uh, so great, great guy. Um, he was really, it was really funny. He was, um, he was, uh, I, I may have these, this not fully right, but he made his debut for the Celtics um last season his his regular season debut made his first nba basket and he was something like the 413th player or something like that 408th player something in that range to to appear in a regular season game for the celtics and his birthday was like four eight or something in oh. that range so very weird stuff there that happens but yeah just you know su- super good guy i'm i'm if it was anywhere but the purple and gold, I'd be thrilled uh, <laughs> for him. But you know, yeah, no, I'm well, happy for him no matter what. This- well, they certainly need shooters. They they shot as expected poorly from three in, in preseason. Obviously, they need that skill set. So, I mean, he may have an opportunity to make an impact here. Um, We've seen what LeBron can do if you can just knock down open jump shots. Yep. You, you can play with LeBron James. They'll 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 figure it out. Uh, other Lakers news, just very quickly because it's not there. I know you you've, you've, you're probably all over it. Yep. Dennis Schroeder going to miss the start of the season with a uh, thumb. Three to four weeks. So three to four weeks, they're saying. So we'll see what that looks like. That's probably a position now they've got, you know, provided Russ's. Okay, and can play. That's probably they've probably got enough depth there yeah. with Kendrick Non. They have all the guards. Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I've got a million guards to get by, but you know, just uh, you know, Schroeder's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball. But you know, by the time he gets back, you may have a lot more clarity on all right, what does this uh, rotation actually look like, and there may be a spot for him to step right in and, and start playing right away. Absolutely, and it also came out that the Lakers had intended to sign Dennis Schroeder after trading Russell Westbrook, that that was the way it was going to be their order of operations. And then when other teams started to become interested in Schroeder, um, they said, okay, well, let's go ahead and just do this now. And so that's part of why the roster is currently so imbalanced because the idea was not to sign all of these guards. It was to pick up Schroeder to replace Westbrook after they traded him away. And that obviously has not happened Mm -hmm. yet. We'll see if it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a kind of key thing there. I think we, we're you know we're going to continue to get Westbrook rumors and reports and for sure until he is either traded or he is a free agent and leaves in the summertime. In it's the summer, one that's of the right. Two things, right? It's yeah, we're going to go all the way there. All yeah, right, no last long thing. way. Justin Jackson make the Celtics roster. A couple more camp invite guys like Matt Ryan uh, was um, that we talked about before, and uh, uh, like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. So a couple veteran guys have been around the league for a while. Vonley may actually see some time just because the Celtics are a little shorthanded up front. Um, Jackson, I think, kind of played his way onto the roster. He had a stretch where he hit four straight three pointers um, in a preseason game and looked pretty good. Um, so they're they're both there, but much like Matt Ryan, like you said, fully non guaranteed contracts. Vonley had a really good quote. He's like, "I made the team, but I only made the team for now. I got to keep working. I got to keep doing everything I can do because until January seventh, my contract isn't guaranteed." So um, the reason it's January, you're going to hear us mix January seventh and tenth. It's again goes back to that whole. Got to wave them by the seventh, so in order to clear, to clear the roster by the tenth. Yeah. But it's really the tenth. 
is the guarantee day. I'm with that. But those two guys were part of a pretty big group of guys who made teams on um, these these uh, non-guaranteed summer deals. What was interesting was, I know you know this, Trevor, a couple of years ago, that's how Dwight Howard, I think in the championship season, made yep. the Lakers. Um, was well, on a, way non-guaranteed. On. Yeah, very rare that we would see veterans, but now it's becoming a path to guys. So Justin Jackson, Noah Vonley, Yuta Watanabe for the Brooklyn Nets, you know him from a, from his Raptor days, Dennis Smith Jr. with, with the Hornets, James Johnson made the Indiana Pacers on, on a, a camp conversion matt ryan we already talked about and then ryan archie diacono made the the knicks i like to believe tibbs went to the knicks front office and said you let taj gibson go to the wizards i gotta have one of my guys give me archie diacono and that's that's you know he he sticks there and that probably is what happened (laughs) (laughs) it might be he's also known as they've got a ton of young guards he's known as somebody who's pretty hard worker he presses guys in practice you know he's somebody they can work against but all of these guys the important thing to note is if there comes a need for a roster spot or he needed a different position or something like that all on not what happens is training camp deal converts to a standard non-guarantee deal which doesn't uh, convert until early january so you may see you know some more roster moves to come but we're there, Trevor. Extension deadline has passed for uh, rookie scale. Vet extensions, vets with two-plus years, that'll pass later tonight. Um, and then we're into regular season rosters are now finalized um, for the at least opening night uh, across the league everywhere. So we're there, man. One more sleep. We will wake That's up right. tomorrow morning with it's NBA day, NBA regular season opening up tomorrow. Let's go. I am ready for it. We had a lot, lot to run through today, but we we have made it. And tomorrow, NBA basketball is back. Make sure you are subscribing here to the NBA Front Office Show on YouTube. Don't forget as well over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Let's go. Welcome back, <laughs> NBA basketball. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.